Radiant Team Pick. The Oracle sees all. A new chapter in my black grimoire. But isn't it good as six trillion? Protectors. The undying wakes. We are but a simple servant. Dire Team I am Rubik, the Grand Amigus. Dripping venom, I arrive. No chains can hold me. Hello, everybody. This is Jake, and welcome to another episode of the Soapstone. I am joined, as always, by my co-host Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? You always assume I'm going to be here. <laughs> yeah. But God damn it, you're right. You're doing it right, Jake. How are you doing? I just call into the abyss and I hope there's a voice to respond, right? I'm doing pretty well. If you were to summon me some type of ritual, what would it be? <laughs> Can you at least mention one item that you would use to summon me? A, a, some sort of fancy ingredient. I don't know if it would be like saffron or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. It's, it's, see, the problem is it's an ingredient I wouldn't know about. <laughs> That's the key. Okay, she's going off the cooking aspect then. Yeah, a ghost pepper. I think it would it would at least involve a ghost pepper. It's definitely spooky and yeah. pepper. I like it. Yeah. But anyways, tonight we are going to be talking about a game we are vaguely familiar with. I think both of us having played probably a couple thousand hours <laughs> individually. Yeah. Yeah. Dota two. Dota two. Which is not defense of the ancients. It's actually just Dota. Actually, just Dota at this point. There's a better ring to it. Yeah. But Dota 2 is a MOBA, some would say. Some others would say arts. Those people are wrong and salty, but mostly a MOBA. Uh, what what would you say is the definitive features of Dota 2? <laughs> what makes a game... <laughs> what makes a game? <laughs> we already had that episode, so we can't fall back on that. I would say Dota 2... Asmo, but you have to have a pretty wide variety of heroes to choose from. Um, each of them have to have unique abilities. Mm-hmm. Every time you do a game, it has to be fresh. You can't really have progression in between games. It's right. all like in the game. You start at ground zero. You work your way up to the top. Right. And you have a couple different lanes set up. Um, so you can diversify where your heroes are going and who's fighting who. And you also need some degree of... Uh, neutral camps in the jungle so maybe you're having a tough time in lane fighting somebody Mm -hmm. you can get experience and money elsewhere uh you have your own uh creeps in this case that are going to go off and fight like the opponent's creeps they're kind of just like these weaker uh monsters you get some like gold and experience Mm -hmm. um for uh, either being around when they die for for experience or for getting the last hit for gold and then with experience you can gain levels upgrade your abilities and with money you can buy items that will kind of benefit your character and enhance or pair well with some of your abilities right so you're kind of there's the the high level uh, concept here is you're clashing with these uh, usually an asymmetrical team it doesn't always have to be in dota it does yeah but um uh, you're clashing against them trying to get more powerful take them out focus on pushing in on the opponent's uh, towers which are kind of just these stationary emplacements that like hold back these creep waves that are coming at them periodically and uh, 
the goal is to get all the way to the enemy base and destroy their ancient, uh, which wins you the game. That's the only way to win the game, short of conceding, which is not... Or having them all rage quit. Yes. Yeah. Which is its which own, is... own Pyrrhic victory. <laughs> which is the way to concede in Dota. <laughs> all right, enough of this boring stuff. Let's talk about... I mean, we've played it, like you said, a shit ton of time. Several thousand hours each. I'd yeah. say maybe together we probably have around 5,000. Probably, yeah. Pilot's license, I think. <laughs> uh, I still would not consider myself qualified, but... Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. Gyrocopter license. So what would you say is one of your go-to heroes? So the most recent one is really easy. Uh, probably my favorite hero is uh, a support character uh, called Oracle. Okay. And uh, kind of the way support... Tell me more about this Oracle yeah. I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so his name's Nerif. <laughs> uh, his abilities are kind of all based around uh, kind of like dual purpose things. So usually in a MOBA you have like a couple spells and then like an ultimate ability mm -hmm. and you unlock your ultimate ability after getting a couple levels and uh, Oracle's all based or he's based around um, dealing a lot of burst damage, but uh, the same ability that like does damage can also heal uh, after the damage is dealt and his other abilities allow him to kind of like remove one aspect of that. So he either uh, doesn't deal damage to the opponent or maybe he doesn't heal them. Right. Um, so the, the goal is to heal your teammates and hurt your enemies, which doesn't always work out. And sometimes the opposite is the case. <laughs> Jake, I play the game and I'm lost. <laughs> Essentially, the way that his uh, skills work is one of them is kind of a debilitating uh, ability he'll charge up. Uh, he, it's a channeled ability and locks them in place, roots them there on the ground. They can't run away. Uh, his other ability will make them uh, immune to the damage from most of the spells but it also makes it so the target can't attack. So you hit your ally with that, and they were planning on going in. Maybe they have a bad time. Uh, his next ability does a bunch of burst damage, which the previous one would block, and then follows up with a heal over time. Uh, so you can use that to like save your allies in some situations, or you could like finish an enemy off with that burst damage. And then his final ability, False Promise, is his ultimate, which uh, basically allows an ally to, or yourself, uh, to resist death, basically, for the for the duration of it. Um, you can't die over the duration, and then when it expires, you take all of the damage you would have taken uh, from being hit, and all of the healing you received gets doubled. And sometimes you survive, sometimes you don't, but at the very least, you could stick around in the fight a bit longer. So you might want to use it on somebody else who's good at dealing damage in a fight to say, hey, I know you're kind of fucked, but... Do what you can with the time that you have. I got you like seven seconds on the clock. Yeah. And I try to make that like call when I use it on an ally too. I'll say, sorry, man, you're taking so much damage. There's no way I can save you now. Mm -hmm. Get them. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll say, uh, hey, run away. I think I can actually save you here. Um, but I try to make that decision for them because they're not going to know how much health I was you know, healing them for. Yeah. I don't usually pay attention to the amount of effects on me in the fight i just try and do one thing and focus down and do it to the best of my ability so that's probably like that's one of my favorite characters to play somebody who's like a nuker support somebody who can help the team in the early game and let other people focus on you know getting really strong and uh, carrying the game later right um, but i also like being uh, self-sufficient and capable of sort of fighting my own battles 
And so that's why I really like Oracle. Uh, what would you say one of your favorite characters would be? Well, if we're talking in the support family, I will try and cheat in Venomancer, who okay, he yeah. played in a lot of different <laughs> roles. <laughs> Some J- people play him as a support, yeah. <laughs> I play him as a very greedy uh, position four, meaning I'm not trying to prioritize getting all that money and experience, but I want to help roam around and get kills. Right, and right here, position four would mean the fourth in priority to get uh, farm or gold, right? Mm-hmm. So Venomancer is a, a poison-based character, so a lot of his abilities will be putting poison and damage over time and slows on people. Right. His first being a ranged ability called Venomous Gale. For every target it hits, it deals some magic damage over time and slows them for the duration. So it's a really good engage to go on somebody, get some damage, and keep your enemy kind of not getting away too far. Right. He also has a passive ability on his W where his right clicks will deal additional magic damage and a slow over time. So you can keep refreshing that stack. Right. So just getting hit by your normal attacks is going to wear him down over time. But that will also stack with the other poison from the venomous scale. Right. So now you have two sources of slow and two sources of damage over time. Yeah. I see where this is going. (laughs) Yeah. It stacks all his abilities. He also has a thing called a plague ward that he can cast at range. It will give some vision and it will, auto-attack enemies that are nearby. It's like a small, like, turret almost, kind of, right, yeah, in a way. Yeah, it's like a little, little snake fixture, Yeah, if you will. But once you have that passive leveled, your little wards will also keep the poison on people for, like, half damage and duration. So you really want to keep bullying people in lane, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like harassing them a lot, trying to push them out of the lane so you get uncontested experience in gold, right? Yep. And then his ultimate... Poison Nova is this really big radial ability, which is another poison over time. Mm-hmm. But sadly, that ability itself, though, it does a lot of damage over time because I think it lasts for about, I'd say, 12 seconds and it keeps taking each second. Yeah. It will not actually kill anybody, it'll just bring them down to one health. Right. But that's where it ties in with your passive because that'll just take them over the edge. If they have just like a little bit of a uh, damage over time left on them your ultimate could then kill them yep yeah i uh don't play a lot of venomancer i do know that i I think it's only a couple seconds after he uses his ultimate he usually dies right (laughs) i don't know if that's inherent in the ability or if it's because you just jumped in the middle of everyone it depends if you don't put a lot of (laughs) defensive items on him and you just need him to jump into a fight kind of burst his poison load Mm -hmm. and then die there's still a lot of value in that yeah but what I'll try and do is stay range for the most part. If I need to, I'll jump in, pop the ult, but then keep trying to get poison on people, but try and keep myself alive at the same time. Right. So you you also tend to favor like more aggressive types of uh, supports than people who are going to take the fight to the enemy. And sometimes you don't need your team behind you. You're just going to do it. Yeah. There are certain characters where it's it behooves you to be more defensive you wait for them to engage and then you punish them for it but for me i like punishing people constantly (laughs) (laughs) but the range poison is a really fun way to do that so that's really why i like venomancer also you can transition from the lane once your wards get to be a higher level and they have more health and more damage you can go into the jungle you can get that farm for yourself and experience and transition to be 
a more useful fighter later in the game. So the jungle is... Uh, each side of the, the map has its own jungle, kind of like uh, split usually into two sections. And that's where a lot of these neutral creeps are, things that you can fight and get gold off of. And like older versions of the game, it was a lot more common to see one player always go there, as you'll see in some other games. But I haven't seen it as often recently. And yeah, as the meta has changed, it's become harder to just start out in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Usually you want to try and be paired up with somebody in lane. Yeah. And at a point later, if you're transitioning between lanes or you want to go gank somebody, you can get some farm and experience there in the meantime. Because it's a team game. And so if you know somebody's not pulling their weight or you have a couple people maybe trying to go in the jungle, then it's a little bit harder. Uh, speaking of team game, though, what's 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 the goal of these supports? What are they what are they working towards here? Uh, what would you say a carry that you enjoy playing is? Should I answer the first question? <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be a transition, Dave. Dang. Oh, my bad. Shit. That's all right. Hmm. How do supports help carries? And what are carries? So basically, supports will help carries by enabling the carry to do what they want to do and carries early on they want to get a lot of last hits so that they can get money to get better items so it'll help them fight later on because you want to rely on them to get kills and be the big raid boss of your team so you want to try and stack camps by i'm not even gonna get in this whole thing yeah it's possible (laughs) in the game Uh, but stack camps so that they can get more jungle farm yeah, and also you want to set up kills for your carry, and you want to bully people out of lane. You essentially want to give them the easiest time possible. You want to babysit them, make sure that they can get their farm, their gold, their levels, and that's it. And you might also put down wards so you can have vision of an area so you'll know if a gank's coming to keep your carry alive. Yeah, and that's that's really probably the two main goals of supports are mess up the uh, opponent's team be like the uh the unaccounted for variable and whatever their plan was when they came into the game and also to defend your team to make sure that your team can make it there and they have uh, an easier time getting there um an example of a more defensive support would be someone like crystal maiden who essentially who is very slow and most of her abilities are kind of making sure that her her friend she's there in lane with doesn't doesn't die right Who's a carry that you would like to play, though? Like, if you do find yourself in a situation where you can't pick a support, all of your team's picked supports, uh, who who do you take into a fight there? If I'm forced into a carry role, um, it's not uncommon for me to go Venomancer. <laughs> no, Venomancer's a character. <laughs> I don't know. I don't usually traditionally play carries. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm going on somebody who's going to be more farm-focused... In the past, I have gone Nature's Prophet. Oh, yes. Again, this is a... The trees. <laughs> it's hard to argue that he's a hard carry, mm-hmm. but he's another ranged character. He's definitely a carry. Yeah. yeah, he definitely does get his farm. He can animate trees, which are throughout the map, and use them as separate controlled units to help push lanes. Play it like an RTS. Yeah. yeah. You work on your own micro and just keep pushing out the lanes, which is a lot of times what the strategy becomes later mm-hmm. on. He also can encircle an enemy in trees, oh, kind of trapping them there. That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good for ganking and helping secure kills. He also has a global teleport. So just anywhere on the map? 
it's kind of just a point-and-click adventure at that point. <laughs> so again, that really helps with uh, moving around the lanes. And if you want to gank people or push out a lane, you can just be there. Right. Just surround yourself with trees and be gone. <laughs> yeah. Trees are gone and so am I. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely, he's one of the more um, mobile uh, types of carries. And something that's worth throwing in here in the middle, the Dota has a huge variety of heroes, over 100 heroes at this point. No, it's, it's probably around like a 130 yeah, yeah, for sure. And and not all of those heroes are suited to every situation. Like, of course, I have my favorites, you have your favorites. But sometimes uh, the enemy team might just be really, really good against like one hero that uh, we like to play. Um, in my case, um, another character I like to play that's kind of more of a carry is Invoker. Mm -hmm. And I make no claim of being a good Invoker, but basically his... Uh, shtick is that he has uh, these like three elements and then you can uh, summon like above your head each of these three elements and uh, you can duplicate them right so you can have two of one one of another three of one type and all of these other combinations and then he turns those into spells and so he has access to like a tremendous amount of spells and usually heroes only get like a couple abilities and because he's got like all of this variety, he's really fun to play because you can build him in all these different ways, skill him up. Um, but if he finds himself in a situation where the uh, opponent is immune to spells <laughs> or perhaps he himself is silenced, which means he can't cast spells, that's not a great situation to be in. Uh, so you have to kind of factor your own picks in against what the opponent's picking, right? I'd say that Another character, like, kind of talking about carries for a second. One that I, I really do enjoy is Alchemist. Ooh. There's uh, another farm-intensive boy right there. Yeah. I really like Alchemist because he's not a complicated hero. Uh, most of his abilities don't matter. The one that does is whenever he's uh, killed some enemies, uh, just neutral, you know, creeps or what have you, um, he'll start to get this multiplier kind of. He'll get some bonus gold on top of it, and it continues to build up as you're putting points in that skill until eventually he's just like harvesting money. He's just dragging all of this money into himself. His other abilities are like AOE damage over time. And his ultimate is he gets to attack really fast. It changes his attack animation. So it's like crazy fast. It just like wails on somebody. going. It's great. But the reason I enjoy him is it's just fun to hear that gold sound, just the clinking of coins. And it's almost constant with him. Unless you lose. <laughs> I'm glad that your pick is based solely on the sound effects. Hey, it's all about that like Pavlovian response. <laughs> I'm just sitting here drooling on myself, getting thousands and thousands of gold. <laughs> the trick with Alchemist, of course, is burst damage completely destroys him. He doesn't have that much health. So you're saying he'd be bad against someone like Lena, who's a fire mage, and is just pooping out damage and stuns. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She can just jump on him. It's like, what are you going to do? Yeah, she could set up with a light strike array with some magic damage and AoE stun, shoot out the dragon slave uh, for some more uh, line AoE damage, which both of these are going to proc her passive, which increases her movement speed and attack rate for recent spells cast, and then follow up with a Laguna bit Blade for like a 700 damage nuke. Yeah, just lightning striking through right at them. Her, her ultimate's amazing. Uh, she's a really interesting character. She's kind of somebody who does both, right? Like, you can build her to just 
be built a lot around her spells. Mm-hmm. But I see that a lot less now. I mean, I haven't seen her that much recently. Yeah, she's but... been out of meta for a while, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think in her most recent iteration, people were getting Dragon Lance on her to increase her range, and they would kind of just have her siege towers. You cast some abilities, get the attack speed up, and you just... Desolator, really good on her, too. Oh, yeah. Something to like reduce the armor so you're dealing even more damage. Yeah. Very versatile character. Uh, she was actually one of the first characters I kind of got in with. Uh, do you remember, um, I don't know what that means, got in with, started playing the game <laughs> with, right? <laughs> I mean, everybody has like their first hero where it's like, oh, this person looks interesting. I wonder what their abilities do. Yeah. Who was who was uh, one of the first characters you kind of started playing Dota 2 with? Because you, you played earlier, right? Like before oh, yeah, Dota even, 2 even. Back in Dota 1, I think it was, we were playing the Warcraft 3 mod in like high school for like study halls or classes that we should have been learning in. Yeah. But I think thematically, one of the first I saw was Slardar. Okay, all right. Because he's a Slytherin, which is like... Fish person, basically. Yeah, right? fish person. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, like, kind of like mermaid, but kind of not. <laughs> they don't have legs, but they look... I'm just going to say fish people. Jake got it right. Yeah. But he has a passive where it's a chance for extra damage and stunning people, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. He has an ability that makes him move faster. He has a little AoE stun. And then his ult gives you tr- uh, true sight on somebody and reduces their armor. So with like true sight, you can see them if they're invisible yeah. or any other situation like that, right? You just see them, right? And the vision will persist while the duration of the effect is on. So even if they run away, you still see them. <laughs> I know where you are. <laughs> and vision's a really big part of the game because if you know where your enemy is, you know how to react. Yeah. So you might think, oh, I'm going to go get this kill. Meanwhile, like there's some people waiting in the bushes, so to speak, who are just trying to bait you into something. Right. Yeah. Playing with vision is just uh, crazy. And, and uh, there's, a, there's a support character who can like teleport people across the map, but then this character always has to come back. Io. Yeah. Um, and everyone knows where he's coming back. And there's some great clips out there of he comes back uh, with an ally and they're in way better shape than everyone expects. Because usually he just comes back on his own and he dies to the enemy team, right? But sometimes an ally's there and they're like, nope, we're ready. Go ham and destroy everything. Um, yeah, his healing is really useful in fights. And he can also um, sacrifice some of his own health regeneration to essentially give that person bonus damage. Yeah. So he's like a little, little plus one buddy, a little ball of light. Yeah, he's a little like multiplier. Uh, something kind of similar to that because IO plays with like health and mana a lot you, you said one of your first characters was Slardar for me I think uh, one of the first characters I really enjoyed was Keeper of the Light um, he's just this old man on a white horse that's basically it uh, you make him sound very distinguished <laughs> yeah. uh, very forgetful uh, a lot of characters know to have really like cool or interesting personalities his thing is he likes redheads <laughs> but everybody's got a type yeah uh, the reason I was really drawn to him as like a starter character is because he had this like burst damage. You can like channel a wave of light and throw it out, which is great. It takes a lot of mana though, like a lot of abilities in Dota do. And as I was getting used to this, I was like, I'm always out of mana. How in the world am I going to find a solution? He gives himself mana. <laughs> like He can give mana to himself or to an ally. He's kind of this like mana battery, right? And I was like, why would I play someone else? <laughs> this guy does damage. And he can give himself mana. <laughs> yeah, you have that sustained damage in lane. Why leave? Right. 
The downside, though, is he's, like most supports, he's kind of just a glass. I wouldn't even say a cannon. Yeah, he's, he's kind not of known just, for his damage. He's kind of just glass. He is a, he is a soft boy. He's sure. fast glass because he's on a horse. That's the game. Can run away at least twice as fast. <laughs> if humans have two legs and horses have four. <laughs> yeah, or if you're a horse human, like Centaur War Runner, another hero in the game, strength hero. Uh, each hero kind of has one of these three elements, and usually support characters are more about like mana pool, intelligence. Uh, usually more of a caster type. Exactly, yeah. Because supports are like defined by having strong abilities in the early game. And they don't need that much like money. Um, agility characters are usually currently carries. Uh, the people who go to the late game do tons of damage, right? Um, and the last one is strength. And I think you probably play more strength heroes than I do. Oh, I definitely do. Uh, I like being a meaty fella. Yeah, who's in your, who's in your strength repertoire? The first one I have to go to to rep is Treant Protector. Oh, yeah. Yet another support character. But again, you can play him in a bit more of an aggressive role. Mm-hmm. One of his abilities allows him to stay invisible while next to a tree. And then if you hit somebody, it will stun them temporarily. And he doesn't hit, like, taps, right? No, he's I think, has the highest base damage of any character in a game. Which can be really devastating early on. Because you'll sneak up on somebody and just start hitting him in the face. Yeah. And then if you combine that with another, another one of his abilities, Leech Seed... It applies a slow and a bit of a damage over time where you will sap some health from them. Mm-hmm. So you can keep them in the fight. Yeah. He's... And then his ult allows you to root people in an area, which is immobilizing them, right. and keep them in the fight longer. But this is all to set up for somebody else who's meant to deal damage to just murder that person. Right. Supports have a lot of like enabling abilities. He also has living armor, right? Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. It's pretty good. Yeah. It essentially applies a heal over time and will give the person stacks or tower. Yeah. But it will negate some instances of damage up to a point. I think it blocks up to 80 damage per instance. Yeah, it's like a shield. sort of. Yeah. Blocks some damage. So it can really help somebody alive. And I can also cast it globally. So anywhere on the map. So if I'm like bot lane hanging out supporting somebody... But somebody's like, top lane, I'm fucked. Help me out. I'm on fire. <laughs> I, will, I can either click on their portrait or click on them in-game. And it will send the healing love their way. Oh, yeah. I forget about the portrait clicks. <laughs> me too, a lot of times, actually. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, I, just, I click on the map. And I like heal a tower or something like that. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes you need to heal towers, too. Yeah. And I also want to mention, uh, you can get an item in the game called Aghanim Scepter, which mm-hmm. will... The uh, box of Pandora is yeah. opened. Yes. Well, I just want to say it enhances uh, some abilities of characters, but it also gives him the ability uh, Eyes in the Forest, mm-hmm. where I can essentially cast it on a tree in the game, and it will provide vision in an area around it. And it will last until that tree is destroyed. It's like a super ward. <laughs> yeah. So I start to use that as a vision game to get more control of the map. And then when I ult, for every tree that has that effect my ult will also be cast from there as well. It <laughs> just roots everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So I really like to use him, if I have enough time, to provide vision and, I guess, disengagement for the team. Yeah. Yeah, I think we probably both play a bit more of the uh, position five, which is like the... <laughs> 
I basically don't have any money to spend for myself type character, right? Yeah, you're a very selfless character at that point. You're buying everything for the team. Or position four, which is like... You'll buy at least a couple support items early on. Yeah. And then when the P5 is not looking, you start trying to get all that farm for yourself (laughs) and buy important items, which are only helpful for you. Right. And you start playing a lot more selfishly. You just keep like the poorest character out of depression. (laughs) And then you focus on yourself. Keep him from leaving the game, and then you just you, you you go in and have your fun. Yeah, I think those are uh, probably most of my games I played uh, like support. Sometimes when we were playing as a group, because it's a great game to play with friends if you can tolerate each other and your moments of weakness. It is definitely a test of friendship. Yeah, for sure. It's like it's it <laughs> like you said, it's a test. Absolutely. Sometimes it's. Uh, it's one of those games that's a little bit... It can bring more out of people. It brings emotional reactions out of people. Uh, if you feel like you're really far ahead and then the uh, opposing team just gets like abnormally coordinated and comes back and destroys you, uh, that's that's not the best experience. Yeah, it can be disheartening for sure. But conversely, if you are that team that pull, kind of pulls together and you start focusing in and you win the game, it feels really good. Yeah. I remember an iconic match. Uh, you were in there. Uh, one of our friends was in there uh, playing techies at the time. And uh, techies just puts mines all over the place. Techies doesn't play Dota. Techies plays his mines. Yes, he plays Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we were basically getting destroyed for like 45 minutes. But because we had all these mines in our base, they could never push in. I kept like dying because I was playing hard carry. I was playing anti-mage who just doesn't do much in the other game, but comes back and has a bunch of items and is really hard to catch. And uh, we just keep this game going, and you guys just kept covering all of my mistakes. And this game went on for an hour and a half (laughs) before they finally made some mistakes, and then we won. (laughs) And I assume they just quit at that point, (laughs) uninstalled. At a point, you just have to get tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta ask what you're doing, right? And sometimes there's some games like that. They can go a little bit long. Um, but conversely, I've had some insanely short games. There was a time, I think, we were playing together against a group of surprisingly coordinated individuals. Right. Who they picked their team based around, hey, let's play the early oh. game together. Let's all five go in one lane mm-hmm. and just push down the gut and oh, yeah. see how far we can get. They took Roshan first, right? Yeah. So they picked up a an item in the game, which essentially gives you another life, mm-hmm. which is uncommon in this game. And then they grouped people together, and they had enough range, burst, sustain to keep doing it. And they just punished. Our team wasn't meant to be, hey, let's go <laughs> five on five right now, especially yeah. not this early. Yeah. We so expected if a we, game of Dota. <laughs> yeah, a standard game in meta. But they challenged that, and anybody who came to the lane just kind of got killed. Yeah. So we're like, okay, let's bide our time. Let's try and get some experience elsewhere in the lanes they're not, mm-hmm. and then try and come back and fight them later. But it was already too late. Yeah. And they had gotten some kills, and they were just playing really well. And I think that game was over in like 12 like, to 15 minutes. Yeah, it was 12 to 15, yep. And I was obviously mortally depressed, but also really impressed that they pulled off that strat because i did not see that coming as way out of left field yeah i remember us just kind of sitting after that game and just talking about it and being like holy crap they just actually pulled that off 
Did you know that was a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Just the level of coordination is insane. And I think that's that's like at its best when you're a well-oiled machine. Like that's where Dota really excels. We were talking about like supports that set up uh, situations for characters that do a lot of damage to come in and just clean house and everybody has their role. And when they play to it, um, it can completely swing the game. I don't want to go over all of the abilities off of all of the heroes because yeah, we've already not. covered a lot. But there's there's huge abilities like that usually have really long cooldowns. One of them is Black Hole, where it'll just like pull in all of these enemies. Who's a hero that I really like to play, Enigma. And uh, they're all just held kind of stationary in this, and uh, they're taking damage, but not a whole lot. But while they're right there, your team can just open up on them. Yeah, because they're while they're being pulled in, they can't do any other actions. They're essentially stunned. Yeah. And just taking damage over time. But because of how strong that ability is, I think it's like a two to three minute cooldown. Yeah, it's 180 seconds, I think. <laughs> yeah. So if it was just used in a fight, you know you should be good for the next fight because that really strong ability is not on the board anymore. You They have to wait for that ability to come off of cooldown to use it again. Yeah. So you make a mistake. I mean, not that I personally ever whiff a black hole, but... Have you ever just done it at your feet and then just canceled immediately? <laughs> Hope no one saw? You're like, oh. Uh, that's why I always buy an item that refreshes all of my abilities. <laughs> so I get one more chance. <laughs> Don't Redemption. know what you're talking about, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it feels really good when everything kind of comes together and uh, you, you push towards that end. And that's been some of the, like, the design decisions by uh, Valve as far as supporting dota like a lot of other games in the moba sphere i would say have some early like tap out mechanics where you're just like i'm done like we're all getting decimated yeah if it seems like it's going to shit you might try and surrender i know league of legends has that as an option Mm -hmm. yeah like after 20 minutes or what have you after first blood people are like let's gg yeah mid sucks i mean yeah that's definitely the case kind of i think regardless of your your moba it's true it's just like all right we're down at all it is now hopeless <laughs> uh, but sometimes you get a good group and people come back and you know that's one of the things that uh, valve kind of strove for with dota is the the number of like comeback stories that just wouldn't have happened if people could concede early uh, is is crazy there's examples of people who've been completely smashed into the ground with essentially like their chance of success is almost nothing. And they come back and they win it. Yeah, the graphs are showing, oh, the enemy team is up like 30,000 gold. And it shows like the win percentage ratio of how likely it is. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're fucked. But if you remember one of the games, I think it was at TI, mm-hmm. where Alliance came back. Yeah. So Alliance was at a point where their base was megged. And that term means they've lost essentially all structures in their base. Yeah. And the enemy is spawning insanely strong creeps. Just full force, right? Yeah. They have a bunch of health, deal a bunch of damage. And at this point, it's really hard to push out of your base because you have these really strong waves coming in. But they managed to wipe the team, push out an entire lane with the character Jake mentioned before, Alchemist, yeah. who was just clean in house. <laughs> and they pushed and won the game. Yeah. All while the other team was dead. So they waited and they found that opportunity and struck while the iron was hot. And if people just quit all the time, that would never be an option. But it makes for an amazing comeback story. And it's insanely exciting to 
watch that happen or to be able to live it yourself in game yeah i think a lot of the mechanics in the game enable these moments right like uh, dota has a buyback mechanic where if you have enough gold you can kind of instantly respawn exactly once then that'll cool down and you can do it again if you have enough gold but uh the respawn timers are pretty long like in the late game they can get really long yeah the more gold you've accrued in experience yeah, time, yeah. and the long longer the game's gone on as well all contributes towards your being dead time right so if you're if you're dead for like a minute and a half it doesn't matter how much money your team has if the other team just managed to outplay you this one time um and none of you had money for buyback or they outplay you and then you're still overconfident so you buy back and they manage to outplay you one more time you've lost in the late game uh, and that chance of coming back i think is what drives a lot of people to take dota so seriously compared to other uh other mobas where matches are shorter uh, respawn times are faster and your investment's a little bit less it's kind of like with basketball like if the clock's still running you still have play time yeah get in the good play fix your situation if it's bad yeah oh look i made a sports reference <laughs> <laughs> got him and I mean, some, that's not to, to go uh, too hard in the positivity of that. There's definitely some games where you've lost and it takes a while to lose, which is the price you pay for that, right? The price you pay for the ability to have comebacks is sometimes, most of the time, they're not going to happen, right? But it's probably worth it to keep the game in your control, Yeah, I would say. Definitely is. It's an, it's an opinion thing, but... But that's why I like to play with a nice group of people who I know. Shout out to my Dota boys. I'm not going to name you all individually. <laughs> but I like playing with them because we'll usually have certain roles that we feel comfortable with, we communicate, and we make things happen. Right. Now, that being said, a lot of times it can go to shit. <laughs> maybe the other team's more coordinated. Maybe we're not on our game. Maybe not we make some misplays. Exactly. <laughs> I think half our group usually does not play sober, which I appreciate. Right. Because we like to play for fun. Right. Like, I'll have my try-hard moments, so will other people. But at the end of the day, you're there to play with people. Mm -hmm. And it's a great team game if you're having fun doing it. Yeah. Whereas if you're not, like we were saying before, it can really test friendships and put strain on it. Because you're like, oh, why did you fuck up there, you dumb ass person? (laughs) I can definitely say I'm guilty of that. Uh, I had to take a break from the game because it was just starting to make me too toxic. Uh, And I just couldn't stop taking it seriously enough. Like, I was taking it seriously. Um, So even when I was playing with friends, I was like, oh my gosh, mistake, mistake. And it started to, like, build up. And, I mean, people have written papers on toxicity. Oh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, just on my back like as jake a... is so toxic <laughs> they just put Age the paper one. down and they like do a little sketch thing it's not that great it's not that flat <laughs> lord owes his but uh, uh toxicity is definitely something you have to deal with on the receiving end and learn how to deal with it in yourself if you're playing these types of games yeah thankfully i'm self-loathing so i have enough practice <laughs> yay me Oh, man. But that's just, uh, we've kind of just talked about the standard, uh, kind of just jumping into the game game mode for Dota. Dota has tons of game modes. Oh, there's, there's so much shit that we honestly don't have time to get into today. 
but there are different game modes like ability draft where mm-hmm. you can kind of draft which abilities you have right as opposed to the standard ones <laughs> you just get like a random hero right for that one yeah um there's bot games you can do if you want to practice against ai that's, that's more <laughs> yeah. joke. that was a that was a finger snap <laughs> there's a, a turbo mode if you want to go through an easier version of the game where um, experience and gold is kind of fed to you yeah and they're a lot quicker games because you excel accelerate to that endpoint much quicker items are flown out to you like by super fast <laughs> supersonic carriers basically yeah those take like 15 minutes as opposed to standard match which might be like 30 40 ish and you also have um arcade modes where people make custom games similar to how dota 2 was born out of a warcraft 3 mod right people make their own fun variations of dota games use utilizing the same heroes that you're familiar with but in a different context maybe you'll have an arena mode and you'll try and get as many kills as like a team and all meet in the middle of a fight yeah maybe you'll have a tower defense mode which are classic throughout all custom games of all time yeah <laughs> those have been around they have like co-op modes to kind of like adventure things, which I know uh, I've heard about at least exist in Warcraft Three. Kind of just play through with a party, and it's almost like it's a, a small RPG game, right? I really like those because you get to have a surprising amount of investment of something that seems, oh, what did somebody make some dumb little RPG? You're like, yeah, but I'm actually I've been playing it for four hours trying to beat it, and it's really interesting. Yeah, and it's it's not all great, but the uh, the stuff that is good tends to like rise to the top and you can find that by uh, community reviews things like that people cream of the crop yeah rise <laughs> to the top <laughs> the cream <laughs> macho man randy savage <laughs> uh, but yeah the community has ways to show their support kind of for that and give games positive reviews uh, custom modes positive reviews so that they're easier to find in the future um, and it's really it's really cool like that's kind of the design space that valve lives in for dota is let the community make almost all of the content right it's it's not all of it they do their own things for sure but uh they definitely ride that wave (laughs) yeah if the community wasn't as involved as it was i don't think dota would be as successful as it is right whereas certain other communities like league of legends i know there's a lot of fan art that people make which maybe certain things will actually become part of like the cosmetic design of a character. Right. Maybe on the subreddit, people will discuss, hey, this one character is really way too overpowered. Irelia, please nerf her. Yeah, it's uh, definitely not to the extent of something like Dota, though. Sure. Like for Dota, I've you know read posts on, on Reddit from artists who, uh, as a career, work creating sets for Dota, right? And they get their cut of whatever sales are uh, at the end of the day. And that's kind of the model that Valve's built Dota off of is like, hey, you know, uh, recently they've come up with some some other things. Like they have a uh, relatively cheap subscription. What was it, like $4 or something, $5? I think it's four a month for Dota Plus. Yeah, for Dota Plus, which just gives you more information kind of in the, in the match. Um, and a lot of people pick that up and then may have dropped it, but... I'm not sure. I mean, that could be its own discussion. I don't really want to go too far into that. But they know how to make money. <laughs> yeah. And another way that they will entice people in, which I like investing myself in, is you can have different cosmetics for characters. 
You can also have different voiceover packs for in-game. You can have different oh, yeah. skins for wards, different skins for couriers. You can have different map skins. Yeah. And all of that really helps make you... How do I want to phrase this? Lock in your own style of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Maybe you like having a darker theme. and You like having a specific ward or a courier set if you're supporting. People are like, oh, that's fucking dope. Yeah. I wonder how many people support just because they have like faceless Rex or some other yeah, really exactly. cool looking courier. I think that's actually that's an interesting point. You were talking about some of the cosmetics. Uh, prior to like the le- the latest iteration of the, the UI, they had like uh, interface mods that were... Um, more more impactful because there was more interface they kind of cut it all down and it's pretty minimalist now and i like that more um but things that do remain are, like you mentioned the maps and sometimes they're really cool like uh they had one for the international where it was completely underwater and uh it looks really interesting when usually there's a river that divides the map in half and that's kind of like this is the dire territory this is the radiant Radiant territory and uh now the river doesn't really exist it's still low ground but you're underwater so how are you gonna have a river <laughs> yeah i think they made it some type of metal grating instead yeah yeah um the thing i think was my favorite there was the the weather effects actually oh yeah so they released for um some internationals did you get like the rain or did you get like the falling ash i got uh rain and snow nice. were the two that i really really liked and it's just something i i like rain in general but there's something uh, satisfying about playing through this match, which usually like induces all this stress and stuff. But you can kind of just sit back and just like watch the rain fall on the map, and you're like, "This is okay." <laughs> I mean, that's fine if you want to do that. If you're playing Crystal Maiden, <laughs> you can just sit in base, provide a mana aura for the team, yeah, or treat protector <laughs> every seven seconds or whatever, heal somebody. Uh, yeah. So, how do you feel about? Dota 2 compared to some other MOBAs. I know, like, League of Legends is right. one we've also played a decent amount of together. Yeah, I probably have, I haven't played all, all that much of League. Probably under 20 matches with people, and probably fewer than that against... I would like to rescind bots. my statement. I've played a shit ton. <laughs> Jake doesn't, doesn't play. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I'm around friends that play a lot. I know about, you know, the heroes. I know about the, the mode of the game. And... Uh, I think Dota kind of stands apart um, from uh, some of these other MOBAs you can compare it to. Uh, I mean, Han's pretty old now, uh, and it took a lot from pretty much everybody. I I think it's, you could call it probably the most derivative. Um, You mean where it stole content from everything? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And it has just a terribly toxic community? Yeah. It's the best. That's not like much of a consideration for something I'd play now. But among like the remaining big ones, like League has some stuff that you know I uh, I think is fine. It's a little I feel like it's a little more arcadey uh, than yeah. The art style is definitely more cartoony in a way. Mm-hmm. If you consider something like World of Warcraft versus Final Fantasy fourteen, right? World of Warcraft's going to be your I don't want to say more casual go to, but it's more simplistic aesthetically. Which is fine, it's just, it's a difference, for sure. Yeah. And it's also, like, it's more fast-paced than Dota, for sure. Like, the map in Dota's bigger. Uh, in League of Legends, uh, you'll have a lot of, like, skill shots and things like that that you're trying to land, you know, several times. 
In Dota, there's characters who they can cast two spells and they're completely out of mana. Yeah, it's much less forgiving. If you fuck up, you're usually going to get punished for it in a bad way. Yeah. Another thing with League is you, starting out in the game, um, all MOBAs I've played so far have been free-to-play, but they will limit the selection of heroes you get to like a cycle, let's say like 10 per week, and each one is different, which gives you a chance to try out new characters, Right. but you don't have access to everything from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And I think Dota is one of, if not the only, MOBA that will say, hey, here's everything, go wild. Yeah. I think for, for new characters, if you were to make an account right now and just jump in, um, it has like a suggested smaller hero pool, but you can actually just like disable that in the console or play a couple of games and it goes away. You're not unlocking anything. It's just trying to keep you from being overwhelmed. Yeah. Certain ones are definitely more mechanically difficult to play. <laughs> My first character was Invoker. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll, that'll do it. I lost. <laughs> and I still shied away from some of the more mechanically advanced people like earth spirit yeah then i played one game and i got like two kills early i was like holy shit meepo right yeah there's another one all these other people that just are have mechanics that make them really tough to play but maybe that's your niche i don't know Mm -hmm. there's people who enjoy that just for that like pro players that are known for playing one particularly difficult hero like no tail is uh, famous for his meepo play but if you are really good at meepo it's an insanely strong character yeah because you get five heroes instead of one guy. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's its own beast. But if you if you're good at it, you can crush people because it's very hard to play against five characters. Yeah. If you guys are coming from Smash, it's like playing ice climbers with additional climbers. <laughs> <laughs> Spins with B, a hurricane starts. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd say that most uh, games, or I actually don't know of another mobile like you said that actually provides the whole hero roster. Yeah, up front. Not even here's what Storm does. Yeah, and uh, Blizzard's done a lot of things. I think that are uh, successful with that game and have helped like solidify its identity. In a lot of ways, it's the opposite of something like Dota, where Dota's like, here's all of these choices. Here's uh, all the stuff you have to track. Uh, Hots is like smaller maps, no items, and uh, rather than focusing so much on this kind of like farm you know looking for gold mm-hmm. let's not have gold right and then you focus on like other objectives and things it's kind of like a mario party of <laughs> a moba i wouldn't make it sound that basic but it's it kind definitely... of is though you play the mini games yeah you have, you'll have like an objective quest per map which will come up every couple of minutes mm-hmm. where you have to get people to a point and do a thing but i would in a nicer way say it's it's very rounded edges right like, it's easy for anybody to kind of, like, jump up and go into a game and say, hey, this is your character, these are your abilities. As you gain levels, you can upgrade your abilities to do a little bit of different things, depending mm-hmm. on your play style. But it's typically, like, 20, 25-minute matches. Yeah, they're really short. They're, like, turbo matches, basically, in Dota. Yeah. It's something you can just jump in and play, and don't worry about whether it's going to, like, eat up the rest of your night which can be a risk with with uh certain dota matches yeah but i'd say at least for me personally i don't get the thrill from other mobas as much as i do dota 2 mm-hmm. dota 2 has my level of investment and tryhardiness that i want to win because it is challenging right whereas with league it started to feel rote for me i would pick the same character go in the same place do the exact same things and i was good enough at it 
and it wasn't challenging. Yeah. And part of that's probably because of the way that the company, uh, Riot actually approaches, uh, the meta as opposed to what, uh, Valve does. Right. Mm. Uh, from what I've heard, Riot tries to ensure that certain things are played like they intended. Whereas right now on Valve side with Dota 2, they'll release patches like every two weeks and change the whole thing up, right? Not, not all of them are such sweeping changes, mm-hmm. but the meta is constantly actively changing. And they could be sweeping changes. Like they'll completely change the viability of one hero from one patch to the next. And I mean, they've redone the entire map. Unlike, uh, I think League has different maps, right? Like for some of the different modes. Um, I think there's one main one called Summoner's Rift, which will be your 5v5. Mm-hmm. There's another map, which is uh, 3v3. There's a circular map, which is kind of like a point capture. There's a ARAM, right? The, the which is just a single lane. Yeah. Um, Valve pretty much just sticks with the standard map, but uh, probably three times i'd say throughout the course of development they've like redone the map in very major ways moved where things are and completely shook up how it all plays out Um, so consistency is not guaranteed when you log if you log in after a couple months your character may not play the same way or be facing the same matchups at all that you faced in the past yeah i would not describe dota 2 as stagnant no yeah (laughs) It's more like a jar full of bees, and Valve will occasionally like shake it up and give it to you. Yeah. And you're like, these were bumblebees, but they looked very aggressive. <laughs> right. It's kind of like Valve just hands you a jar once every, uh, every period of time when you come back to the game, and you don't know what's in the jar. And sometimes it's honey, and other times it is live bees. <laughs> Maybe bees are in the honey. Yeah. <laughs> once again, I'd like to thank everybody for making it to the end of... Yet another episode of Soapstone. Or skipping to the end if you're smart. Yeah, see, yeah. that's the advanced strat. Get that completion bar on your podcast uh, listening platform of choice. Uh, but thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts, comments about games that we may have played recently, uh, or ideas for a new episode that you'd like to hear about. Or just really cool memes. Yeah. Hit es- us up. Especially really cool memes. Those are the only things we read. So uh, send them to us at uh, soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to hear them and receive them. But until next time, I would like to thank my co-host, Dave. You're welcome. <laughs> for, uh, dang it, for putting up with me even when I don't fulfill my support duties. And I'll stand by you like a tree in support who does nothing in lane but stand by trees. <laughs> but yeah, as always, we really do appreciate uh, you guys and gals listening, even though there's only three of you. I think about you guys at night, and it really means so much to me that people listen to this at all and have a semi-vested interest and link it on Discords. You guys are truly the best, and we appreciate doing this for you. Yeah. Jake, Jake, <laughs> you got to cut this. I, I keep talking. <laughs>